adventures of Rabbit Done. Uh, how fast can you drink a steaming cup of coffee? Well, uh, most days, uh, not very long. Okay. Um, are you trying to beat any world records? Probably not. No. But I did see the story of this German man, Felix von Maibaum. He earned the title of the fastest time to drink a cup of coffee in Frankfurt. Wow, now, it must be fun at parties. Now, I don't think it's, it's kind of written strangely. I don't think it's just within Frankfurt. It's just in the world. Yeah, but he's a guy from Frankfurt. That's correct. Yeah. The way it's written, though, it sounds like the fastest guy in Frankfurt. Oh. But Okay. Um, so he shaved off .05 seconds off the previous record. And that record, this is the person I really want to talk about in all of this. He is a fellow German, and he is a serial record breaker. Oh, he re- breaks records with cereal. Um, no. Uh, cereal like how as much in, nuts he can eat? As in like a cereal podcast or cereal. Oh, like a cereal killer. Yeah. Um, so it's like but he's killing people? it with records. Uh, he has a lot of records, and I pulled a clip of him beating some records and talking about the things that interest This is him. not the coffee guy. This it is isn't. Like another guy. This guy is going to beat him again, though. My point is like, yeah, you beat Andre Ortloff, Ortloff but he's going to turn around and just beat you because that's your only record, and he has a lot. So oh. get ready to lose to Ant- um, Anton. Yes. I don't know. Here's a clip. My first record was in 2013, and it was for the fastest 100 meter clocks. Uh, Actually, it started as a joke, because someone says, hey, there's a record for running in wooden shoes in in clocks, and I thought, okay, maybe I can do it, and yeah, broke the record by two seconds. I decided to break records because I need a challenge in my life. I don't have a special type of records I like. I try nearly everything. I like eating records running records, funny challenges. The hardest record I've ever broken was for the most jelly eaten with chopstick in one minute. So happy to achieve this record. Yeah, I hope to keep it. Um, so he started oh off. Oh my God. <laughs> What's wrong? It's a lot. It is. Um, he started off doing the running in wooden shoes on a track. That like seems meters. like a lot of blisters. It it's a pretty funny video to watch of him doing that. I thought he was saying Crocs, but then I realized he was saying clogs. clogs. Um, so there's that one. Then he did the this one. He also eats Jello, <laughs> it with chopsticks. That's a thing. So yeah, he's the master of that. Oh master Jello eaten in one minute with chopsticks. He broke that record in 2017. He also um, the. Amount of mashed potatoes eaten in a minute. Oh my god! This is <laughs> just ma- like I mean, these are attainable goals in life. Like if you have like I want to conquer a world record, it I is know. attainable. It is. This guy has decided he really loves this stuff. But, but also, it's very diverse. don't you feel like it's kind of a cheat? Because should there really be a world a Guinness World Record for the amount of mashed potatoes you can eat? I mean. There's a lot of food challenges. I would like to do the bag of Doritos challenge. I'm sure there's one out there, but let's find out what it is and see if we can get you in. Uh, But then we go in another direction, which I find to be fascinating. The most darts caught with one hand in one minute. Okay, well, that seems like a. Those are two completely different skills. 
Yeah. Do you know how many he caught in one minute and with one hand? 30. 41. Okay. That's insane. Who comes up with these ideas? Well, that's what I thought. Can you invent your own? Like, can you just come up with them? We'll have to ask. Well, you should have asked Mike Marcotte, right? Yeah. Our very own uh, here at KSTP slash uh, my talk slash Hubbard High. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because so. he is a, a, a genuine Guinness world record holder judge person. I know. Which is pretty incredible. Or not, what is the title that he has? It's not judge. It's like. Record keeper. Facilit- not facilitator, but yeah, there's like a adjudicator. Adjudicator, I think. Mm, yeah. Yes. Um, then he has most wet t-shirts put on in oh, a minute. Hey. <laughs> wet t-shirts. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, most taken off in a minute. <laughs> then most lemons caught in 30 seconds blindfolded. No. Now you're just making stuff. <laughs> no, it really is true. Most lemons caught in 30 seconds blindfolded. This, nobody should get an award for that. <laughs> 40. Nobody should get an award for that. How about most blindly recognize, recognized ice cream flavors in a minute? What? Okay, so he's trying ice cream and he knows what it is. That's hilarious. 17 in one minute. What is the one that you think you would succeed at? On all of these. Um, or is there one that it doesn't have to be on there? I mean, I'm just saying like, what's the thing where I you're like, you know what I, I could do really well? That's so, totally random. What's that thing for you? I think I'm just a big loser. What do I we really think? can't. No, that's not true. I don't buy that. Mike, what do you think for Dawn? Hmm. There's got to be something we know about her that she would... How many ghosts? Something with ghosts. Most dreams I, interpreted in... No. Uh, <laughs> I know. There you go. I can, I can like, do this. Uh, nobody can see me, but I yeah, can... Yeah, when you say do this, flare your nostrils? I can flare my nostrils really fast. As opposed to what? Somebody uh, is else? It, is that not a thing? I don't know. I can just do it really fast. It's the only thing I can think of. Okay, well, let's find out how many... What's the Guinness World Record for I don't know if it's even on minute. there. I don't let's know. I'm focusing her. on this okay. guy right now. No, I want to time you. Let's oh, see. Oh, no. Mike, Are you can you start count? a timer and I'm going to count? Oh. Yeah, how long of a timer do you What do we well, say? Let me video it in case we need to check your work. No, you have to sing a song or do something. No, I'm not going to sing a song. Um, can we get some count, counting music or something? Well, I can like, just get some, uh, how about, you want 60 seconds? Sure. Not 60, that's too oh, long. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll just double. 30 seconds. Okay. All right. 30 seconds. Starting, starting? whenever you want. Start now. <laughs> no, now you're laughing and you're stopping it. I can't look Oh my God, she just dropped her coffee. What's happening? I, I don't know. I can't, I can't look at you in the face. Well, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> You've got 10 more seconds. I'm looking at your nose. I'm not even no, looking at you. In the... <laughs> the count in his mouth is moving. He's like, what? Well, okay, close your eyes then. Oh, my God. You <laughs> you are too much. I can't get a hold of myself. What can you do? No, this is not about me. You're the one who brought this story. God, Mike, what can you do quickly? Um, I think go to break quicker than I can. My body is very um, like quarters. I can put like Mike. forty. I could put like forty quarters on my face and they won't fall off. What are you talking about? I would be willing to bet I could put forty quarters on my face Dick. and they won't fall off. They just stick to me. Like 
not you're not laying down or anything? No, like literally if I just stuck a quarter on my head right there, okay. it would stay for minutes. Well, <laughs> please bring 40 quarters tomorrow and, and because we're going to do this. There was one recently we heard that I heard. I think it was like 88 spoons like on a person's body at I've once. I've seen the spoon thing. I never understood I think I could do thing. that. Oh, no. But let's start with quarters. Let's start with quarters, sure. Okay. So to, do you have a roll of quarters I can home? find quarters. Okay. Don, do you have or quarters? just change. No, and then we're going to count how many anything. nose flares you can do. Okay. Because by the way, you said that's the one thing you could do, <laughs> and do you it couldn't do it for myself. five seconds. I can't do it with you looking at me. Well, that's a slight problem with the Guinness World Record, honey. They're going to have to look at you. Do you have one, Bradley? <laughs> you act like this is my mission. Like I started out at one o'clock. But you were very. You were very intense about it. I just had to think of something. What are you doing? Mike's doing quarters. I'm doing quarters on my face. Um, I love that you just knew that instantly about yourself. Played a lot of cards, and so you always have a pile of quarters. In front I of you when don't you're know cards. what I could do. Maybe. Well, think of something. Come on. You can do it. Maybe. Okay, how about... Come on. How about I can uh, the most in a minute. <laughs> No. And the only problem is Mike cannot adjudicate for us. It has to be somebody out of state. I found oh. that record. Oh, are that you record. serious? He can only adjudicate oh. for states. I think you're not in or something. So well, he has to we'll travel about. Let's get our baseline and, and see where we're at. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Well, for tomorrow, for sure, <laughs> nose flares and quarters. <laughs> Put that on the list. Uh, and what? Unless you come up with something. Nose I, don't, I don't know what else. I can flare my nose too, but not as fast, maybe. I don't know. You've already got us beat on now just the rest of the world. Okay. Yeah, he's trying it right now, just so you know. This is the one time he's quiet and not screaming at the top of his lungs like he did during the last commercial break. Wow, you are really. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm still doing it. Yeah, I'm way faster than that. I can yeah, But see you weren't because you couldn't do it for five seconds. <laughs> because you were making me laugh. That's not my fault. Get a bag of Doritos, and you can try to eat your Doritos really quick. Oh, yeah, oh, I want to do Doritos, but I'm okay. going to get sick. Yeah, okay. well, not anyway. our problem. <laughs> Actually, it will be if we're in the same <laughs> true, room, honey. It's true, it's true. When we come back, we must talk about smelly Brad Pitt and Michael Lohan defending his daughter's crotch. <laughs> when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. My talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. I want you to give a subscription for good this year. That's what I'm doing, and I'd love for you to join me in giving with a subscription for good. You are there for the folks that Alight is serving each and every day of the year before anyone else. When the unexpected happens and crisis strikes, Alight's teams then don't have to wait for donations to come in because they know you and all of us who are doing subscriptions for good are with them. They can start doing the doable, which is what they do so well, right away. Alight's monthly donors truly are on the front lines of support for those displaced families. And you know that Alight is spread across 20 countries around the world, 365 days a year, helping more than four million people. Why? Because of your support. And my talkers, you have been so supportive in the past. Consider a subscription for good today, just like I'm doing, by heading to wearealight.org. And thank you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the show. My Talk 1071, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. We have a couple of gross stories here. Um, yeah. The first one I'll just get into. We've heard it already in this show. Uh, if you just joined us, this is a, a thing in the Mean Girls movie. They make a reference to Fire Crotch. There's a Fire Crotch joke in there, which is a reference to Lindsay Lohan. So Michael Lohan is, I guess TMZ spoke to Michael Lohan being Lindsay's father, and he did not like the joke. They said, can we get your response on this? And he said that it was disgusting, and he's just straight up pissed about it. Um, I mean, that's understandable, I guess. Your dad is defensive of people making fun of you. Yes, and then he said he found some solace that their opening numbers for the movie was far lower than the original movie's debut weekend. So he's like, yeah, you're, and P.S., your movie sucks. Oh, wow. Um, the thing that's gross for me, well, first, there's two gross things. Number one, TMZ is reporting on this story. They call up Michael Lohan and they say, let's meet in a parking lot so we can just happen upon you in public and ask you. Yeah. And, or the other way around, right? Knowing Michael Lohan, he probably called them up. So he's like, yeah, I think it's disgusting, all this stuff. And TMZ is like, look at this terrible story and this doting father. Um, you're the one who reported on it in the first place. Then they're like, and now here's an opportunity to play a clip of the oh, original. Oh, yeah, let's remind you all. <laughs> what exactly. it was. So they kind of poured salt on a wound, really, in my opinion. Um, so it's the infamous fire crotch video from 2006. Which everybody's forgotten. I don't know. I had forgotten about it, if I even knew it. Right. So, you know, it's like, oh, oh, it's so terrible. That's right. Oh, here it is again, you know. So that's kind of gross. And then also, I don't want to hear you talking about Lindsay's crotch. You're her dad. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Does he say, like, my daughter's crotch? (laughs) I mean, what's the context? (laughs) They're like, how do you feel about it? Oh. So it's like. He's just, it's just another Michael Lohan inserting himself into a Lindsay story. Yeah. Their parents or her parents have done this. They are both wonderful people in their own right, but also they've had some issues in their own right. It's Mm -hmm. complicated. It is complicated. I watched him and his girlfriend. Do you remember his? Oh, yeah. Oh, she was something else. Yeah. Well, they both got up to no good. Yeah. Celebrity Rehab is uh, one of the seasons I watched them on that. He was on the show. She was on the show. Both Dina and Michael. We've never had Lindsay on. But Michael, we had on more than once, and that's because they he overlapped with some people that we used to talk about all the time mm. uh, back in the day, day, which was like Tan Mom, yeah. Teen Mom, 
Fair Abraham. Uh, what am I thinking of? There's one other person, Courtney Stodden. Mm-hmm. Like these people, uh, because Fa- I think it was Farah and Tan Mom were in rehab with Michael at the same time. Oh, if I remember. What was that? One and they were the all seasons? represented by the same. No, no, no. This is oh, not God. celebrity rehab. I'm this like, was... I didn't. I watched all the seasons and I don't remember that. I need to go back. No, this was because they all shared the same uh, agent. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. Right. Not the actress. Right. Okay. Michelle Rodriguez, did I just make that up? You probably plucked it out of your brain somewhere. I bet it's right. Um, but it's I just I don't I don't really it's like, uh, does anyone else have that reaction of like, ooh, please don't let's not put that sentence together. Yeah. You know, Michael Lohan talking about the accusations about his daughter's private areas. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. I just don't want to hear him talking about his daughter's crotch. I got it. The thing that's most interesting to me is that all the people that this movie is marketed to, they don't remember that joke. They don't know that joke existed. Oh. And it's literally Megan the Stallion in like a TikTok um, kind of montage saying, Y2K fire crotch is back. Yeah. That's the joke. That's literally all it is. Yeah. And it's like, nobody gets that reference. What's the point of putting in there unless you literally are Tina Fey just trying to really stick a dig in there at Lindsay yeah, Lohan? absolutely. Troll her. What, yeah. There's no other reason for it. Nobody gets the reference. Oh, and then Gina Rodriguez, it, by the way. Oh, Gina. I knew that wasn't right. Okay. I'm like, it's not Michelle Rodriguez. It's Gina Rodriguez. Then on top of all of this, it's Megan the Stallion who does mm-hmm. that in the movie. And then I guess Lindsay Lohan was doing Planet Fitness ads for a while, and then Megan the Stallion did them after her. So it's like, oh, here she is again, like oh. digging at Lindsay Lohan. So oh. that's another level of like, so she just did Planet Fitness ads and Lindsay did them. So now they're mortal enemies. I don't know. I don't remember anything happening with that. But yeah, we can't follow every story. But apparently that was, she took her gig, I guess, from Planet Fitness ads. I don't know. Well, the other story that I wanted to mention. This was all about Brad Pitt, and it just brought something back to me, which is, A, we all knew Brad Pitt was kind of a hippie wannabe, and so the story that Jason Priestley on Live with Kelly and Mark said that he didn't shower back in the day is totally plausible. Mm. So apparently they shared, they lived together before they sort of made it big. Mm -hmm. And he said that they would have a contest to see who could go the longest without showering. And it was like, A, this is such a dude thing to do, especially like 20 something dude life. Like, hey, let's see how long. It's like the guys that I went to college with that like they bet each other to see who could wear shorts the longest. Not the longest shorts, like for the longest period of time oh. in a Minnesota winter. And oh. you know, that winter it was like below zero. And they both wore shorts the entire winter. And it was like, yeah, those are those two guys that are. So this is like a total dude thing to it me. Is. But it also just reminds me of like the, you know, sort of hippie wannabe guys that are like, I don't need deodorant. It's like, yeah, you do. You, you do. actually you do. Yeah. Yeah. You might be accustomed to your own stink and now your nose blind. But we aren't. But we're not. So yeah, please shower. Absolutely. But uh, I was like, I feel like this is a totally plausible Brad Pitt story and it was also kind of delightful. And it's also fun to sort of think about, you know, celebrities before they were big. Like, did, you know, somebody like to pick their nose and fling it across the room? <laughs> oh, no. Or, you know, like do stuff that 
you don't see major celebrities or you don't think you don't of them. think of them that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been going around about Brad Pitt that he stinks for a long time. I think it's been confirmed now. When we come back, Dawn is going to interpret your dreams, but only here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. So if you submitted a dream, it might be yours that she interprets when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey guys, Bradley here for my good friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Did you know that without energy efficient window coverings, a home can lose up to 30% of heating and cooling energy through its windows? According to the Department of Energy, when it comes to Hunter Douglas window treatments, energy efficiency and comfort go hand in hand. Hunter Douglas cellular shades are the most insulating interior shades available anywhere. While you might think your vinyl blinds are helping save energy, studies have shown that cellular shades outperform traditional vinyl blinds in terms of energy efficiency. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom to explore how premium Hunter Douglas window treatments can enhance and elevate your home, delivering the utmost in sophistication and quality. Choose from different materials, styles, operating systems, fabrics, and colors to create your perfect Hunter Douglas window treatment solution. Check out the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins or online at littleblindspotmn.com. The Little Blind Spot, we're service. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Here in the song Thriller. Oh, Thriller, the song Michael Jackson. Um, Do you hear that? Like, yes. That yeah. Is that yes. Thriller? It could be. Yeah. I feel like every time I hear the song, I think of Thriller. You know, I like to turn to the internet, the source of all knowledge. Maybe but, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. You can find it out. Um, but or you could tr- try dreaming about it tonight. Um, we're going to interpret. But if I do, some... that's not going to have anything to do with the thriller. It's going to have right. to do with my internal dialogue, Dawn, right? That's right. Let's interpret some dreams. What do you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was making it work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver, Dawn. You want to interpret some dreams? Yes, I do. Good. Listeners have sent you their dreams. Dawn endeavors to tell you what those dreams mean. Yes. First up, we've got a lovely lady by the name of Cheryl. Cheryl has sent you her dream, Dawn. Would you like to hear it? I would. Cheryl says, Dear Dawn, I'm curious about a dream I had. The dream my... Oh. In the dream, my mom, who passed away five years ago, answered the phone when I called my home. I could clearly hear her voice. 
When I said, Mom, is that you? She simply answered, yes, it's me. Hi. The second. I'm the problem, it's me. This was the second dream where I heard her voice. What do you think this means for me? Well, I am going to just interpret this with the symbols. Because if you are wondering if you're... I, I get these questions a lot about whether or not people have been visited by their uh, deceased relatives. Yeah. And I do not know the answer to that. So that is something that there's a thought that if you see a dead relative in your dream, that um, if their mouth is not moving, that's between you and Jesus, but you've got some (laughs) ideas for the interpretation. That's correct. Yeah. If their mouth is not moving and they're just mind to mind communicating with you, that's more likely that it's a dream. If you have more just feeling it's not about what happens but more about the warm feeling you have it could be like some type of a visitation dream but that's a separate issue i'll just interpret the symbols here so when you dream about a telephone or answering the phone or calling someone that has to do with mind-to-mind communication so telepathy essentially yeah there's a thought that we can all you know whenever it happens more often than not that you're like i can't believe that you just said that i was just thinking it This happens all the time. A lot of times with people you're close to, either your significant other or your child, and you're like, wow, we're really connected through the minds. There is a thought within the, you know, this type of a field, metaphysical field, that you're actually doing that. It happens more often than you think. So this is a dream about telepathy. Um, But it could be that you're having a conversation with yourself, Cheryl, because a mother represents your inner creator and also your inner authority. So this isn't the first time you're hearing this voice. Wait, so you're being telepathic with yourself? Well, it doesn't. There is no one else in the dream other than someone that's been that is deceased. Yeah. So I would say you're dreaming about your ability to be intuitive with other people. Mm. And also, this is a message coming from your inner authority. Like trust the times that you have those moments where you know when someone is thinking something or you are predicting something and you're using your your senses instead of your thinking mind, yeah. like your heart, not your head, okay. basically. So this could just be a reminder of that. Trust yeah. your inner inner self. So that's what I would say overall with that. Trust thing. your inner self. We could all use that reminder. Yes. Now, would you like to move on to Linda? Yes. And listeners, don't worry. If you want to get your dream submitted to Dawn, She'll tell you how to do that at the end of the segment. Also, if you've got any feedback. So, Cheryl, if you heard something that strikes a chord, let Dawn know. Now, Linda says, Dear Dawn, my dream is that I am at a huge field that is flooded with mud and water. The field is part playground. Off to the side is swings and some real cool bicycles. I hear an older child from across the field say, I'm going to go to the bikes. I want one of those. As he's saying it, I look down and see a gopher hole with an orange golf ball apparently thrown out of it. I bend down to get it, and out of that hole, this gopher comes flying at me and latches onto my necklace. <laughs> I'm fighting it off, not know, or knowing if I let go, it'll attack my neck. Just then, I hear a smaller boy say, I want a bicycle, too. I know he is small to cross the mud, too small to cross the mud. And water, he needs my help. But if I let go of the gopher, he will attack my... Wow, this is she's got some issues. Mm-hmm. I'm in oh. a panic. I don't <laughs> doubt it, Linda. I'm in a panic, but decide to let go of the gopher, and suddenly I wake up. So she's fighting. Do I help the kid? 
do I save myself from the gopher? She's got a problem, Dawn. She does. Okay, so when you this there's a lot in here. Yeah. But I'm just going to try to interpret what some of the symbols because there's a lot. Um so when you're in a state of mind during the day, Linda, you're having a problem staying focused on your conscious experiences. So water is conscious life experiences. Uh, you're kind of, it's muddy. You can't get through it. It's muddy. So you're daydreaming a lot. You're not be, being, um, you're not living in the present moment. Okay. I would say the two little boys with the bikes, those are ideas that you want to pursue, things that you've thought up, and you can't get to the journey because the bike is, um, would essentially be a way for someone from get to get from A to B. Yeah. So the child within you, that's your those are your new ideas. You can't complete those because you're having to make a decision. There's a gopher attacking you. Yeah. A gopher is an animal and animals, animals are, are habits. habits. So you have this habit of probably daydreaming, I'm guessing, and not able to complete tasks. There's a lot of things that you mm. want to do, but you're having a hard time living in the present moment. That's interesting. And just think about how this is a huge decision, but in real life, if you had a gopher attacking your neck or a kid wanted to take a bike ride, clearly she made the right decision. you got to remove that habit, whatever it is. It could be daydreaming. Yeah. Uh, that's the more important thing there. And then you can start on your journey. But it has to do with consciously being aware of what's going on around you. So let go of that damn gopher, honey. Uh, yeah, you got to get rid of the gopher. Yeah. Throw it across the field. <laughs> exactly. But don't harm actual animals. No, Thank you. Never, never. Dawn. Yes. No, that's who our next email is from. Oh. Dawn. That's a hyphenated name, last name. Oh, okay. So, Dawn, you know who you are if I read your dream. Yeah, you sent it to me on the 7th of January. The email. The email. I thought you were talking to me, and I was like, I didn't do no such thing. <laughs> Dawn says, Dear Dawn. I dreamed I was working serving food. I was serving my really good friend when he grabbed the meat off the table and smeared it all over my face. I couldn't get away. I screamed, you know I'm allergic to meat! (laughs) He did it again. Well, that sounds like a friend. I was so upset, said Don. Before I ran away, I pulled his hair! Oh my This is a delightful dream. So, meat in the face... Allergic to meat, uh-huh. pulled his hair. Okay, what does that all mean? Well, um, it sounds like um, <laughs> you're dreaming of the opposite sex, so that would be your subconscious mind that you're dreaming about. Uh, food is knowledge, and you're serving food. So there's a way in your life that you are you are either teaching something or you are teaching something. It could be something like a life lesson. It could be actual school. You could be a teacher or something in your job, but there's a way that you're giving other people your knowledge. Mm. And then your subconscious is telling you, wait a minute, you have to face these truths. There's some truths that you know what those are about yourself. Mm. And that has to do with your identity as a whole. You have made up the person that is the teacher in you. Mm -hmm. It is a part of your identity. And this truth is threatening that identity that you have. So I don't know what the truth, that truth is for you, Don, 
Well, I sound like I'm talking, talking to myself right now. Well, it's because you have the same name. That's true. But I just said it, and I'm like, what is the truth for me? Maybe it was it, very in an maybe existential. Maybe this dream was for you, Don. <laughs> Did you send yourself this dream? No. No. Um, but, but you the are meat so... allergic to meat business. Okay, so food is knowledge. So there's something that she's learned. Oh, and she's allergic. She's like, oh, I don't want to know that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there's something that she's being faced with. And when you dream about your face, your actual face, that is your... You're dreaming about your identity. Like some people start really picking at things in their oh. dreams, like something's coming out of their face oh. and they're disturbed by it. That means that they're having a real sense of not knowing their identity. What's the teeth thing again? Uh, the teeth is Falling you're having out. a hard time processing knowledge. Because that's a pretty common human it Totally is. Dream. If you have too much information that's coming at you, maybe it's like you learn something about a friend or some secret's been told, or maybe it's just you're trying to learn a new system at work, Isn't it? and it's you can't yeah. process all of it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't want to get sidetracked, but thank you, Dawn, mm-hmm. and not you, but thank the you too. Dawn. Yes, and thoughts. But the other Dawn. So um, you try. You're trying to remove these thoughts. That's another part of this because uh, you're, Pulling you're starting his to hair. pull his hair. Hair thoughts. Got it. Okay. Gosh, that's great. Okay, listeners, if you want to have Dawn interpret your dream. This is what you do. You take <laughs> a drink of tea and then you're taking a drink. <laughs> it's okay. Um, you email me and I pro most likely because it's hard to get into a dialogue back and forth through email with people. I will just read your dream and I I'm just a little behind. So unless it's something that seems extremely personal that I think shouldn't be read on the air, that's when I will reply to you. But overall, you'll just hear your dream during this yeah. segment. So send it in. Yep. Keep send it, it brief. Yep. You can Relatively go to our website. Recent. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Because all of these things happen for these people 24 to 48 hours before they dreamed them. So if you are interested in what your dreams mean and you email me about things, write down what happened the day before or the day before that, just 48 hours before. All right. When there we go. come back. We have an update on a serial killer story that we were both fascinated by. Mm -hmm. And uh, Don will share that development when we return right here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to My Talk 1071. Uh, we are Bradley and Dawn. That's Bradley, I'm Don. And these are our adventures with my car producer. Before you take us real dark, can I just say, this apple I'm eating is really good. What kind is it? I think it's called opal, but it's a yellow apple. I got them at the Costco. They kind of have a juicy fruit vibe. Oh, okay. They're really good. They're organic little yellow apples. If you see them in a bag at Costco, get them. Okay. You are very adventurous with apples. I am afraid to go outside of what I know because they're expensive and if I buy a bad bag of apples that's mealy 
I, I am it. mad at myself. I get it, but this one I'm telling you is a because I feel the same way. But it was like four ninety nine for like a three pound bag of apples. That's mm. ridiculously cheap, especially for organic apples, and they actually are good. So opal. I th- well, I don't know if these are opal. That's what they they're look yellow. like, but they're yellow. I wonder if they'd be on the Costco website. Yeah, I'll find it. And I'm sorry okay. to take us off track, but I, well, when you I find mean, a good apple. Prolong talking about this guy for as long as possible. I do want to talk about it, though, because it's a true crime story that we were both fascinated by. That is correct. So um, if you have heard of the Gilgo Beach murders, this has been a case that there have been documentaries about this. Um, there have been podcasts, many podcasts about it. Uh, there was a serial killer who committed crimes between 2007 and 2010, uh, and all of the women's bodies were discovered along a coastal highway on Long Island, and that was the Gilgo Beach area. So there were four women who were missing, and this is where they ended up, and Finally, after all of these years, this case was cold for many years uh, because of some things I'll talk about in just a second. They finally made an arrest, and the man was an architect, Rex Howerman. He's 60 years old, and last July, you know, he was uh, they found that he was behind three murders, yes? I finally remembered where I, like, because we were having this conversation off the air, like, I know... Because Don was like, well, I got interested in this because you talked about it. And Last I was like, July. But I don't yeah. remember what was the thing that tipped me off. And I honestly think it was just like a Daily Mail article mm, that yeah. went deep. And then we sort of went down the rabbit hole. And yeah. you ended up listening to a podcast, I think, yeah. or part of a podcast about right. it. There's also like a documentary in the works because it is such a bizarre story that led to this guy ultimately being connected to these murders. And now... Now, the reason why we're bringing it up again, and if you did listen to the podcast, you will be happy that um, he has been charged with a fourth murder because a strand of hair led to that was on um, a belt that he used. Sorry to say this, but to restrain uh, some of these women. So they match the hair to one of the victims. So he was arrested, and the reason why it was cold for so long, and the reason why, I mean, ultimately we're interested in crime, just true crime in general, but the problem with this case and what infuriates people is that because the police would not cooperate with the FBI, the uh, prosecuting attorney, the there were all kinds of things involved with this that was basically red tape that stopped this case from moving forward. And so to a lot of people, these families had to not have closure in their lives. And plus this person was out on the street, hopefully, you know, not committing crimes anymore, but we don't know because he was arrested last July in connection to three of the murders. Uh, So the red tape was, there was this prosecuting attorney who was trying to get reelected. And so he wanted to keep the case open Mm -hmm. so that he could have it resolved before the election. There was that allegation. Uh, Then there was a lead detective who ultimately was fired by that prosecuting attorney because that, that they didn't want to share information with the FBI. And, you know, we've seen this before. If you watch like any type of a procedural show, 
Um, Agencies argue, fight, yeah, there's or like otherwise always, ignore each other. But, you know, it's kind of shocking whenever you watch a TV show, like, for instance, Dexter. There was a lot of that in the show Dexter, where the FBI was stepping in, but then, you know, the police, there was just conflict there. But then when it happens in real life, this is what is always so frustrating. Like, you're listening to these podcasts, and you want resolution for the families, and you just can't believe, or I... Yeah, certainly can't believe like that's really happening. Why don't they just do X, Y and Z? But there seems to be so many things in the way. Yeah. And so structurally bureaucracy, it gets in the way. So he pled not guilty to this latest second degree murder charge. And um, he also could have there are were actually 11 bodies found. And so he could be convicted of more crimes. Yeah. And he I remember could that at the time connection. that there were, the, there were more murders, but they had not connected to them or he had not admitted to them. Right. And these were all the four women that he has been charged with their murders were all young women and were involved in sex work at the time. So there's also the conversation that they weren't being taken seriously because they were involved in sex work, which is, terrible um yeah which is a story we've heard about before and one of the most interesting parts of this is that they did not connect a 911 call to um something this woman ended up dead this was the latest um that he was charged with um her last name is Brainerd Barnes um so she made a 911 call she went to his house for sex work and then things were going terribly wrong. She felt scared. She was like screaming and actually left the house. But unfortunately she ended up dying. And so for all this time they had not connected that 911 call. So that was another thing that helped them solve these cases. But once again, there was just all of this bureaucracy and red tape involved. Um, so then when DNA got better, they started, you know, being able to to solve these cases. And so yeah, it's and an rem- ongoing thing. I remember his wife, like, completely had no idea. I think she's since divorced him mm-hmm. once the, the, you know, once he was arrested. This is a fascinating case. I think Netflix is also working on oh, right. uh, a project. So Peacock and Netflix. So if... If you have been following this story or you've read about this story and you want to get more on it, um, very likely within the next year, you're going to have Mm -hmm. some more content. But like you said, there are a number of podcasts that have unsurprisingly covered this, you know, terrifying series of crimes. The one that I listened to was called Unraveled, a Long Island serial killer, which is like if you also anything that says Lisk, that's also about Long these, Island serial killer. Mm-hmm, that's also about these yeah these murders. So, well, thanks for that update. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean you know, dark it's not story, a very happy but still, one, but also it's it, happy for the family because now they have you know they have the possibility of some justice. Oh, for the victim, definitely. right? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, true crime. It's almost like sometimes I'll be honest. I feel. um there's some guilt that I feel for listening to true crime pro- mm. podcasts because I, I am interested and I am not a, it doesn't serve me in any way, like in my profession. So I am not using the information for, you know, other than 
entertainment, really. Yeah. I'm not like, yay, I can't wait. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's fascinating, but at the same time, it's it's hard to. Yeah, I think there's a fine to. line between, or maybe not a fine line. I think it it is, there is a clear line between sensationalizing, mm-hmm. taking advantage of, unnecessarily uh, distracting the victims in a of a particular crime than just being fascinated by it, wanting to learn more about it, wanting to understand it. Like, I think... And bringing up things like with the, you know, behind the scenes things that were the red tape, I think that's really good for people to yeah. know about so that we can make sure it doesn't happen again. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. When we come back, people are terrible. I mean, the last segment <laughs> kind of proves that. But yeah. this one, um, a mom says her nine-year-old was bullied for not having one of those $50 Stanley mugs. Okay. We have to talk when we come back right here on my talk.